catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Yotis B, welcome to the sport of episode 224, I'm pretty sure. I believe we've got everybody on the line. Let's just make sure. Uh, John, do I have you? Uh, Brandon, I'm here. It's good, to, it's good to hear from you. It's so good to hear from you as well. Stuart, are you here, Stuart? Now that you're gone, all that's left all is a band, of gold. is a band of gold. All that's left all of the dreams, dreams I hold is a band of Gold. It's about a guy whose wiener doesn't work. When your wiener worked, you would bone me on that line. Big old floppy dunk. Big, big old floppy dunk. Now it's a limp. <laughs> and on backup vocals tonight, that's one Clarence Swamptown. Hi, Clarence. That's me hitting a falsetto so high good. notes. So good. Free to pain. Well, it's been a while since we since we recorded. Here's the here's the thing. We were all set to record, and then the twins got hot, so that felt weird to talk about them. And then the fucking Vikings came out week one and just mopped the floor with the Saints. So we're like, well, we can't we can't record. We're we're not set up to talk about the good times. So we just basically took a hiatus for two weeks, and now everything has fallen to shit since then, which is good. So now we felt like now we can get back in the studio and knock one out. I want to get started um, on this um, this episode of things that are horrible. Listeners will know that that's kind of the, our uh, bread and butter. With the uh, with a hot take from Clarence Swamptown, um, you are not a huge fan of the Boy Geniuses, or are you? But you just let let let's run it back. What's your what's your issue here, Clarence? The floor is yours. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't think it's a hot take. Uh, I don't hate the boy geniuses at all in any way. I think that the uh, there's nothing to hate. They haven't really done anything. They um, they haven't made any big giant decisions yet, right? They haven't handed out a giant contract. They made the first overall pick. I would say that's a mm-hmm. giant decision, um, but that was thrust on them. I mean, they couldn't not make a pick. Like that would have been weird had they Cast. just said no. We're, we're the good. Mike Tice Vikings um, would like to disagree with you right now. Yeah. Well, Mike Tice was planning on making a pick, just didn't make it in time. I guess what I'm saying is it would have been odd had they just said no. We're not participating in this year's draft. We're just not ready. Uh, we we we'll be there yeah, next year. That'd be a that would have been you know RSVP. Like I suppose they have like a evite to the <laughs> draft. Maybe that's yeah, how it works. You know. And, you know, like, 
the Padres are like, yes, excited. We'll bring bars. Plus one guess. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. Meaning emoji. And the twins are like the, sorry, not interested, Red X. Sorry. Uh, yep, got plans. Going up north. <laughs> but that would have been weird. Just couldn't right? get our stuff together this year. So sorry, can't make it. Next year. Camp, sorry. Yeah, I would love to be there. So what you're saying is that the biggest move the Boy Geniuses made this year was showing up on time for the draft. Well, I'm asking. I don't think that they've made another. No, they really have. My point is that the, you know they said what Castro isn't. A, I don't consider that any earth shattering move. Or um, Jimenez, that's not a big earth shattering move. Belial, nothing earth shattering. They kind of have played the, their cards close to their vest. Haven't really done a lot. Um. So there's nothing to hate. I, really, I, I don't know. They might be awesome. They might be the greatest GMs in the world. My entire point was that the one big decision that they've had to make, other than the draft, which they had to make a decision in that sense, the biggest decision they, they made was assessing this team at the trade deadline, deciding on if they are a contender, a playoff contender this season or not. They decided that they are not which I think there was a lot of people, a lot of fans that agreed with them. I, I think I brought up my own reservations at the time, so I don't think this is hindsight. But now in hindsight, um, that it, the team is competing, right? They looked at them at the trade deadline, said this team can't compete. This team is now competing, is in the playoff hunt. Yankees series aside they are in the playoff hunt they they would currently be in the playoffs if the season ended today so my point was they were wrong i don't it's i don't even know that that's debatable they made a decision they made an assessment that the team couldn't compete the team is competing that's it they were wrong now people Responded with reasons why they made the mm-hmm. decision. That that really wasn't the question. That I didn't really ask a question at all. Yeah, no, I get it. Why they made the decision at the deadline, I get it. But it, it just let's all just take one step back and just all agree. First, let's agree. Then we can start having a debate. When people just couldn't even agree that they were wrong which I just found odd. Like they are so invested in these boy geniuses that they can't even admit (laughs) that they were wrong on a decision that I I don't even know that it's debatable. About the only thing, I thought about this a lot. I saw your tweet and I agreed with you. And I, I think every night during the twins game, I send Clarence another complaint about something the boy geniuses did that is just making me angry. (laughs) But... It's, this is true. Um, Last night was him. Yeah, and his. So, you know, they're, they're, the boy genius is his boy who can't catch pitches directly down the middle of the plate. But anyway, setting that aside, <laughs> the one the one thing I could think of that was actually better about the boy geniuses than Terry Ryan was at no point this year did the boy geniuses trade say Wilson Ramos for Matt Caps. They didn't do anything. Stupid, other than mm-hmm. not doing anything. So we we just were we were hurt so much by by the Terry Ryan era that 
it's an improvement to actually do nothing, to unplug the phone and just do <laughs> nothing whatsoever. That has been the only improvement I can come up with out of the Boy Wonders. I mean, I know I'm, I'm uh, swinging my bat at a hornet's nest here, but I still don't know. I think wrong is the thing that's getting people tripped up on this. Like, it worked out differently than they may have expected, but that doesn't necessarily mean they made. Then that's being wrong. That's not what the fuck. That's then yeah. That wrong. was the definition of the word wrong, Brandon. You just open the dictionary. There's no other definition of wrong. Is yeah, I, I thought it might go one way. It didn't go the way I yeah. thought. You know what? Then you were wrong. I, it doesn't mean the reasons why you made the decision were Ill, completely illogical, but it does mean you were wrong. So I know, but I, I guess like, was it wrong to draft Teddy Bridgewater because he got injured right away? Yes, then oh, I suppose. Christ. But it doesn't he feel did like not get injured right away. What are you even talking about? He played. <laughs> okay, so because he's his career might be over, we didn't get the years out of him that we expected. Was that a wrong thing to do? See, this is people just tie them. They, you can't even. They tie them. So, I had a person yesterday compare the, this Twins team to the Titanic. <laughs> like what? They're, they have a playoff spot. They are the opposite of the Titanic. This is not a desert. Last year's team, Titanic. Apt. Completely apt, apt comparison. Quite apt. Comparing this year's team to the Titanic, people lost their goddamn minds. Well, first, let's talk about the truth. The facts... Then we can start having a debate. But people can't even agree that they made an assessment at the deadline and that assessment was wrong. They made an assessment that this team could not compete for the playoffs. Well, maybe they made an assessment that said uh, Kinsler and Garcia are not going to materially change our playoff odds. So let's let's get some value for them and then let's... Value. Then that's silly. Tyler Watson. Yes. <laughs> then that was silly decision. But that's not what they did. Well, they didn't right. trade that's, Dozier or really Santana. They could have actually had a fire sale. I think they just made like some small minor things that like I don't think anybody is losing sleep over Kinsler, are they? Or was he oh, Brian Dozier went public with his anger over losing Kinsler. Sure. So if you don't think anybody, that would be in completely wrong. Well, I would would have been surprised if you would have been like, hell yeah. Baseball players never go public with their – athletes rarely go public with this huh. stuff, and he did. I don't know. I feel like that happens every time. Hey, we feel like we've got a pretty good team here. It's a bummer they don't <laughs> think Christ. that. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. You, people can't even agree that they sold. They fucking sold. They said this team can't compete, which is exactly what Brian Dozier said after the trade deadline. No, I, maybe they said that. Or maybe they just said, like, these guys aren't going to make a huge difference. Do you know? Brandon? I... It's, you know... They fucking sold. They gave up on the team. I don't know what more people wanted. We all knew it at the time. They, they had a pitcher that never pitched, that pitched one game for him and a minor league... I mean, that's not giving up on the team. I don't know what this seems like a very, like, you gave up on us. What the, <laughs> what the fuck? They... Brandon, they traded their closer and probably the third best starter on the team. I don't... You can spin it all you want. I'm not spinning anything. I'm saying it's possible... You are entirely spinning. This is the definition of spinning. This is the definition of taking something that's Uh true and spinning its reality 
into a narrative that fits what you want it to be. This, but a narrative this is podcast. also giving up on the team, right? I mean, we're all just just spinning narratives. I'm saying another narrative opposed to your narrative is maybe they were like these two players. It's not a narrative when it's the actual thing that happened. Okay, the actual thing that happened is they said, I don't think this team can compete. That's a narrative, right? They didn't say that. Yes. You think that their actions are saying that. That's fine. <laughs> I'm saying my actions could potentially... I know their actions were saying that. That's what selling at the deadline yeah. means. Or it could I'm also just sure. mean that it wasn't going to do much difference having those guys in the team, so they got some value. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, it's... I'm pretty sure if you go back and listen to Gleeman talk to Derek Falvey... Or possibly Thad Levine. I can't remember which one he talked to. I'm pretty sure he might have said those exact words. <laughs> <laughs> and the people would still be like, well... That's not what he meant. That's not really what he meant. I mean, he may have actually said those words. I just think... We go three, we- I tend we go to three just- weeks without a podcast, and 11 minutes in, and already Brandon is trying to redefine English words, and the rest of us are furious at him. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I just tend to think, like, the... It didn't work out. I'm just gonna. I'm just pointing that out, sort of thing. Is like, what do you actually mean by that? Do you think that they made a mistake, or are you just doing the thing of like, oh, I'm just pointing it out, not saying anything. I'm just saying, like, do you think that they should have? Well, I, why can't we say that they made a mistake? Why? Why is because that I don't think it was a mistake. I think that was a fine decision. I, I, what was the? I mean, what were the odds at the time? Five percent. No. That That's gonna, fine. It's not a decision. Brandon, Brandon, you can say you can say that they were that they made the correct decision, and I I think it's a little bit I think it's a little bit crazy. But I'll I'll allow you. Can't you. say they made the correct decision. Uh, <laughs> you can't you can't say that they made the correct. They decided this team can't compete for the playoffs, and this team is competing. We for agree the that they don't have a crystal ball. We it agree that they cannot see in the future, wrong. and we agree that they. Did not realize that seven other teams simultaneously were going to shit the bed, allowing us to get. You in the can make every excuse on That's why not they an were excuse. wrong. That's fine. It may be perfectly logical why they were wrong. All I'm asking is that we say they were wrong. People just can't do it. They made the wrong decision. That was it. They made the wrong assessment. There could be a million perfectly reasonable reasons why, but they did make the wrong decision. Well, I think I think there's a difference between the wrong assessment and the wrong decision, though. And I think that's where we're getting lost, right? Yes, now. exactly. It's semantics okay. at this point. I'm saying I think the decision that they made was fine and smart, and I would hope that they would not look at, in the history of baseball, a team with that record and that run differential makes the playoffs like 5% of the time, whatever the number was. Uh, fine, so you'll be... So they made the wrong assessment. The they, right my assessment. My point was they were wrong. Yeah, they were wrong. They. Were I agree one hundred percent with Clarence here. The, they were wrong. That was the point. They were. Yeah. Okay. I think my point is they. I don't think that was a mistake though, and I don't. I'm fine with it. I'm totally good with them selling those guys. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's fine. Do it again next year. Five percent chance. That's right. Next year, I think they want to look and I think they definitely want to sell their closer and their third best starter at the deadline. If they have a 5% chance to make the playoffs, I think they probably do. Recipe for success. I don't. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, whatever. Ultimately, they they thought they couldn't compete and then the Twins got hot, mostly because Byron Buxton suddenly turned into Mike Trout. 
So the Twins got hot, and now they have a they stand a very good chance at this point of painfully losing a one game playoff in Yankee Stadium. I mean, they've lost so many games in a row that at some point they're just going to get lucky, right? Maybe the 49th time is a charm. <laughs> you say that, but it's not, it's, not a, it's not like a coin flip. At some point, like if you and I have a foot race, Brandon, I'm going to lose every one of those foot races. I don't get lucky one of those times. <laughs> I lose every single one of them. That's Sniper. not how luck works. There are snipers around. A lot of people, a lot of people want me dead. I, for one, will enjoy Kyle Gibson's two-hit shutout of the Yankees in the wild card <laughs> game. It's it's so going to happen that I I'm almost maybe too confident in it happening. Didn't uh, so, didn't Blackburn pitch a gem in was it 08? He did. Uh, the game one, the game, the bad game one sixty three. He threw like a, yeah. I remember that? And he was horseshit. I think the old that game that. Yeah, I yeah, think that was the only hit. That was the only hit Blackburn gave up. I think was the, and it barely cleared the wall. I think if I remember right. Really, my memory was that it traveled at least six hundred feet, and even today, it's still rolling. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the other home runs that Jim Tomey hit on the hit off of Blackburn. I think. Uh, Wait, I, I really, I really need to go back and watch that. If you guys remember that it just cleared the wall, because what I remembered was that it was an absolute bomb that actually flew out of Comiskey Park <laughs> and went down the Ryan Expressway. Yep. 4.05 ERA, Nick Blackburn, that year. So he wasn't an absolute disaster. He was better than Gibby. So, eh, it could happen. It could happen. Stranger things, right? Yep. Yeah. Not a lot stranger, but a little bit stranger. I don't know, man. There would be nothing. There would be very few things stranger than the Twins winning a playoff game in Yankee Stadium. <laughs> it or, would be or a so game weird. in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, with Kyle Gibson on the mound. Yes, you're right. That would be one of the weirder things in Twins yeah. history. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. But uh, sure as shit looks like it's going to happen. So we're going to have to wrap our minds around it. Mm-hmm. I. This playoff race thing—it's so foreign that it's just—it's strange. I'm sitting in my—I'm sitting in the basement right now, rooting for Cleveland to win a game that started at nine o'clock, and there's a pretty good chance I'm gonna end up staying up till midnight watching a game that the Twins aren't playing in. Yeah, yeah, and it's just been spending so long, spending your nights absolutely miserable, just right. in stomach in knots. It's. It's Ugh. like there's a Vikings game every night now. <laughs> it sucks. It just sucks. <laughs> yep. This is what we wanted. We wanted. And it's a, we wanted yep, we're right there, guys. September. Here we are. And, uh, yeah, these last three games have been just brutal. I mean, there's been no... Brandon didn't. Brandon didn't want meaningful <laughs> baseball in September. He wanted fire sale i did he Uh, thought that was the right decision um but it's just been so unpleasant it's been so unpleasant these last three games just all the bad stuff that i had forgotten in the lost years of the 2010s um just the futility of the twins going to yankee stadium because when they went when they were shitty the last seven years it didn't matter because they were shitty everywhere (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when they were doing well in the mm-hmm. Central and the aughts, their kryptonite was Yankee Stadium. They'd go there and just get their ass kicked. And you figure, I mean, everything is turned over on both rosters except for Joe Maurer and Glenn Perkins. And, I mean, I assume, you know, Bernie Williams is still on the Yankees at some someplace. I, I don't know where. But. <laughs> well, let me ask this. And I don't, I don't know who's the best to ask. Maybe John, because he's, I think, our, our uh, in-house hatred. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. But um, Jeter, you know, during those, during that era, Jeter was yep. hated. I, I hated him. I think everybody I knew that was a Twins oh, fan yeah. hated Derek Jeter. Still hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, who on the current Yankees roster is the hateable? Guy like that. Now, I, I, the easy answer is Sabathia, but he's a pitcher, and, and you know, isn't there even their best pitcher, and can't play every day. So, who is the guy, the everyday player, that is the most hated? Is it Judge? No. I mean, I'm, I'm open to hating that big lanky fucker. I've got, I've, fucking I've, I've got an answer for this one, actually. If John, if you, do you mind if I take this one, John? Right. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, roll. Yeah, that's an easy one. Obviously, he's a domestic abuser. Fuck that yep. guy. Um, but but on an yeah, actual like easy. style of play, like with Jeter, I think Jacoby Ellsbury is. Would Ooh, be my that answer. was going to be my pick too. Because he's got uh, what? What did Bremer say? He's got like thirty-one catchers interference reaching on first because his bat hits the glove because he's like stays way back in the box. That uh, shit just is. Oh God, I hate that. Yeah, he's standing I mean, behind the catcher. Well, why? Yeah. Why does the catcher not move back? I mean, there's no rule that says you can't. Yeah, I don't. Well, I, th- I think we've no we, we've determined, like with your goalie theory, that catchers are just goofballs, and it's Wait. all those shots, all the shots to the head. Clarence <laughs> knows. Clarence knows. I just want to. I just want to back up for a second. Isn't there a back to the catcher's box? Yes, but it is so far back. From the back of the batter's box, that most That's catchers true. don't even use that entire area. You you would easily be able to go back there and not get hit by Jacoby Ellsbury. Well, you just get <laughs> you just reason, get nervous you that you're not going to be able to frame as well, right? That it's going to throw off the umpire, even be. though it's not supposed to. It's got to be. It's got to be something about that because these guys are too good to just. They don't. Maybe they forget. That'd be bad. There should be like coaches that would remind you. I mean, the coaches can see that angle from the dugout. What What are they doing? And they're so close. Hey, <laughs> hey look over I, here. I'm looking at a right angle to you, and this, you're too close. It's pretty it's pretty easy. And, hey, you can hear me. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Shouting but nobody speaks up. So, Stu, is what you're saying you would like more enforcement from the powers that be in baseball mm-hmm. of the back line in the batter's box? Um, no, I want the New York Yankees franchise stripped to the bone and sent oh, to Alcatraz. I like good. That. I like <laughs> good. Both. I like both. Let's do, let's do both. We clearly yeah. can't beat them by conventional means, so I just want them disappeared. That's fair. I think the I Yankees' think second baseman right now is uh, Starlin Castro, according to Baseball Reference. Seems kind of hateable, right? Wasn't he sort of a Space Cadet, show-offy player for the yeah. Cubs for years. Made some dumb mistakes. Yeah. He's sort of like their Luis Rivas or Christian mm-hmm. Guzman, guy that drives you nuts. So we could we could hate him if you wanted. I mean, I don't want to like pick one guy because I feel like we need to just amp up our hatred and 
convince ourselves to hate the whole lineup. So, well, let me ask this: Who? So, when Joe Buck announces the game, if he announces a game, mm-hmm. who would he jerk off the most on the Yankees? I think that's where the answer lies: is who? Could who would be... he just? Whose butthole would he have his I, tongue? It's got to be Brett Gardner, watched. right? He's a veteran. He's Gardner. fast. He he hustles. I mean, he's old. a he's a coach on the field. He's coach a coach on the, on the field. field. He is a coach on the field. <laughs> captain. Captain. Yeah. Old Cappy. Captain? Would, he, would Buck go he, with the captain deal? Captain Gardner. Leads by example. I got to think. It might be that. I think that's... I wonder if we're call. zeroing in on this. Yeah. Says more with his eyes than with his voice. Like McCarver and Buck, who... Would it, yeah, it's Brett, Brett Gardner. It, that's who I it think is. Brett Gardner leaves it all on the field yeah. every game. I'm pretty sure he does. Might be Gardner. Yeah, McCarver's cupping the balls, and and Buck is working the shaft. Just going to town. Just going yeah. to choking. Yeah, into it. I think he well because Aaron Judge is young, and he actually is a pretty fun, dude. So it's hard to really hate him. Didi oh, Gregorius. Oh, of course. I, I mean, we still should. Didi Gregorius no, I... is the shortstop. I don't know if they're really going to be into him. Great name, but. I think they won an All-American, like, Brett Gardner. I feel like I could hate Gary Sanchez, but I can't remember why. Yeah, I know. It's a tough one. Catcher named is Gary possi- is pretty cool. I mean, that is. is he possibly <laughs> also a domestic abuser? Well, I mean, we don't want to start He's rumors. but like the uh, nicest guy in the world, and John's just completely yeah. smearing him. Probably 14 Man of the Year awards <laughs> already in his two-year career. And- He's currently on his... Off day, just helping children up. Yeah, he's out picking up the hurricane, just taking he's it. In Port- Florida, Puerto Rico, just to back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going am to I what now? City, on a red eye. To what did this Minnesota podcast debris. say about me? <laughs> <laughs> he's hitting the debris with a bat, just breaking <laughs> the smaller pieces on his off day. Oh God. Uh, well, whatever. We could hate Gary Sanchez. He's really good. Yep. He could probably ruin our lives here in, uh, let's see, what's going to be two weeks. Mm-hmm. So we got we to gotta make sure that we think is some reason to hate Gary Sanchez um, and hopefully very soon because he's awesome. He's a really good player. Matt Holiday is on the team, that old ass. I, I don't like him. Yeah, Ugh. that's a good one. Good one, money. <sighs> they bought him. Yep. Um, yeah, I like that one. It's good. Oh, Aaron Hicks. We hate Aaron Hicks, right? Because do we hate Aaron Hicks? I he think we play. hate He's Terry hurt, Ryan. Which, yeah, which that's right. That makes me oh, hate Aaron Terry. Hicks. Oh, you're hurt? No, no way. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Can't believe it. He only played 82 games this year. I didn't know he was that injury prone. Yeah, he is. But at least we got that Irish cop <laughs> for. Uh... For Aaron Hicks, who is currently, <laughs> I think he played for the St. Cloud Rocks in August. I think. Yeah, I think John Patrick Sean Irish Murphy. Yeah, John Jesus Michael Montgomery. Christ. Yep, we're gonna miss him. He's with a different franchise now. Yeah, different organization. Get him out of here. Is he? Who knows where he is? Yeah, we. That sounds right. We traded him for something, but that sounds right. Arizona, maybe. Yeah, I'll say that. Guys, uh, I remember what Gary Sanchez did. I remember now. What did he do? He, you know, they had that brawl with the Tigers about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He was running around during the brawl like guys would be tussling, and he'd run in from the side and sucker punch a guy and then run away. 
Oh, he did that like right. God, I twice or three times. That's right. Ah. And he, I would say, was overrated in Forest Cup. That's like, right. So true. He did not. He did not carry that movie like other that people. That was all CGI. Did. You know. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, now he's doing what some sort of Law and Order bullshit. That's where these yeah, guys go to die. He is. Yeah. I think it was NCIS New York. Sure. Uh, I just realized that I actually don't know the name of the guy we traded Aaron Hicks for because I just Googled on Baseball Reference. I just tried to search John Paul Murphy, and I don't think that's his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's John Michael did, Montgomery. Did they get Moya mm-hmm. for him? Is John... that where they got this Moya character that throws about 87 and it's just a maniac? <laughs> yeah, he's a crazy... Who's, all, who's just antsy as all hell? <laughs> yeah, that's, he's like the new uh, Bobby Keppel. Yeah, it's just twitchy. He's just... Always, always moving. He's gonna balk about seventeen times when some manager <laughs> complains about it. Like Tony, if, if Tony Larusa is still alive, he will get, Car- get uh, Gabriel Moya to like you know balk, balk seventeen times in a game. It's John Ryan Murphy. John Ryan Murphy. Yeah, his uh, horrible name. John Ryan. Anyway, I have no idea. I'm not gonna look him up anymore. I'm bored. I'm bored with that. Uh, well, that's some twins talk. In summary, fuck all you guys. But I'm glad. All right, you're, uh, I'm glad Brent, you're I'm going to take one more stab at this. All take right, just one more stab. All right, take one more stab. <laughs> okay. Let's say that I said, Brandon, pick a number one through twenty. If you nineteen of those numbers, if you pick them, I will give you one million dollars. Mm-hmm. But there's one number out of those 20 that I will give you nothing. Yep. Pick a, so you picked a number, and you picked the one that was wrong. Yep. You picked the one that you get nothing. Yes. We're playing a guessing game right now. Yep. You were, you were wrong. In this guessing game, I was wrong. Correct. Your chances of being right might have been really good. Uh huh. But you were wrong. Well, how about this? I think what we're saying here is if you gave me those odds and said, Do you want to play? And I went, Yeah. And you'd go, Ha ha, you were wrong to play. I would be like, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it ended up not working no, out, but I was I think right it to play. It actually makes the boy geniuses look worse that there was a human element where they actually had to do an assessment. Uh huh. And make a decision based on information, not just at random, and they were wrong. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. No. I don't think that's apt because you you okay. came up with a, a game of chance, a guessing game. Mine was not. Well, actually, we're giving you the benefit of the doubt that it was a game of chance rather than a game of strategy and assessment. What would the strategy be in this game? It was completely. Guess. No, not in my example. I'm saying, it, let's just say it was random to give the boy geniuses the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because you were using a 5% chance, which is why I said 1 out of 20. Very right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. It didn't work. Didn't work. You, you're still, not agreeing. Still not they're, they're wrong. You just still won't admit. Yeah. So that's fine. I took a shot. Correct. I just use that word differently than you do. Is that fair? <laughs> <laughs> Because we did agree on wrong in that scenario. You are you are Fonzie. That yes. you guessed wrong. Wrong? Wrong? 
<laughs> There's nobody that'll understand what the hell I'm talking about. That's <laughs> did you like my? Uh, did you like my polite laugh though? There's no way you understood that. No, <laughs> see, no, Fonzie but... wouldn't admit he was wrong either. Oh, That's okay. fine. It, it's nobody understands that. It's you see, I'm Happy old. Days was a television show. <laughs> see, Happy Days. See, television is a thing that people uh-huh. used to get for free. They, uh, it was a thing that they got on their iPhone, right? <laughs> it was an app. Oh, it was a giant app. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to. I, I'm just very proud of my fake laugh on your Fonzie joke. Anyway. That's okay. <laughs> no, I knew it was fake. <laughs> I knew it was fake. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, maybe um, uh, maybe we can try next week, and you can see if I start I'm agreeing. Not, I'm with so your I'm, I was done with this like two days ago. No, I was uh, done three days ago. I was done before you. One up me. This Definitely wasn't even before. a thing three days ago, Brandon. Calmer so than you are. Been. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I get it. People want... Well, I get your point of view of like, just go for it. You got a chance. There's a play-in game. Crazy shit happens in the playoffs. Not, not, you should go for it. I think that's I'm No, I, And you know what? I'm not even... Let's take that aside and even saying go for it. I'm simply making the point that they misread the tea leaves. They tried. They made an assessment of the league and the team and the players and were wrong. That's it. Let me ask you this. This is not... This is, not, this is sort of changing the subject in a way. Like it has nothing to do with your original point. I'm going to let that go. If they had done absolutely nothing, kept Garcia kept Kinsler and just sort of left it at that and just said, Hey, whatever. And it didn't work out. What do you think your reaction would be to the boy geniuses? Would you be and like, what? Fuck yeah. What didn't work out? If they kept the guys and Garcia shits the bed or mm-hmm. the uh, angels get hot and the twins are like nine games out of it at this point, whatever. Buxton doesn't go ape shit. Someone gets hurt, blah, blah, blah. They didn't end up having the odds that they have right now of going to the playoffs. What do you think your reaction would have been? You just would have been like, cool. So keeping Garcia but making no other moves or making other moves? Standing pat. Because you started this whole thing out with like, these guys haven't done much. And I know that you don't think that that means anything, but we've always for... that's it. I don't think it means anything. So you just would have been like, that's okay. I don't know if I would have been like, that's okay. Because I would have been upset. I would have been mad. Hmm. Like not, so you're, you're hinging your entire opinion on Tyler Watson. Like it's not just Tyler Watson. (laughs) Like, oh my God, they didn't acquire Tyler fucking Watson. What? Y'all when, know I've been a Tyler Watson our, fan from the get-go. I our am. farm system is stacked. We got the 16th best prospect in the Nationals <laughs> oh, system. Man. Fucker, no. he's got a four. Listen to these. This is video game numbers. He's got a 4.61 ERA. Four <laughs> sorry, point six one motherfuckers. <laughs> seven point video seven strikeouts numbers. per nine, bitches. Fucking EA Sports don't make this shit. Oh, yeah, only 3.8 walks per nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, I, you keep saying just that one guy's name. I know they did more than just that one guy. 
Oh, well, they get for a Garcia. See, the Garcia thing could be could be spun, could be sold, not even spun, just sold on. They identified a market inefficiency for Jamie Garcia. They could say, "Hey, we bought low and sold high." Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. even willing to listen to that. Like that's a oh, maybe that's a really smart move. Yeah. But the Kinsler move, where they sold their reliever for a, can we all just admit that it's a very marginal, marginal prospect that they received in return? Oh uh, yes, that, that closer that would have been helpful down the stretch may have been helpful. Still win the same little. amount of games, probably, but yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it swung a game. Maybe that's it. That's all I can give you is maybe it swung one game. Closers to me are blah. Put another guy okay. in there; he'll do fine. That's not. But the get the point of the closers is it's a sign that they did sell, that they gave up on the team. And if others just think no, it's not. It, Brandon Kinsler didn't mean anything. Then uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do if you just think that all relief pitchers are exactly the same, and they they it's just random if one's good or bad. Well, there's a good chance that the people that are arguing with you read Moneyball and know that that was like always a point of view of some of these smart guys was like, there are some teams that overvalue closers. Other teams think that 50 years ago when there wasn't any closer at all deemed, you know, there wasn't a save statistic. They were saving the same percentage of games they're doing now. So it's a guy you can build up and sell off. Fine, then you know what? I'll the give you Turley of the world. So I'm I'll just give saying. you fucking Tur- Nick Turley, <laughs> and I'll take Chapman. You, Yankees, you get Turley, and I get Chapman. Fuck, I'll give you Belial. You have our closer then, and we'll have Chapman. We'll play. Because apparently, it just doesn't matter. Well, I'm. I don't think I was saying that Nick Turley and. Chapman are the same caliber. No, there's pitcher. relievers. It just doesn't matter. It's Moneyball. It's, you said it's in the book. Fucking, <laughs> it's in the book. It's on page 44 or whatever. Relievers don't matter. They're all the same. All the same. So here. All right. You can have uh, a, a malfunctioning jugs machine, and I <laughs> get Mariano Rivera. Pointed in the air. It's going to be pointed in the air. It's not even going forward. Yeah. It's going straight in the air. Uh, it's more like a punt machine than an actual pitching machine right now. We should just throw football in yeah. there, practice punt catching. You can have – okay, so I get Mariano Rivera, and you can have a nine-year-old who has to pitch with one of those high ally contraptions. It's all the same. All the same. It's all the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just a crapshoot. Oh, man. This is good. This is fun. I enjoyed it. I like being <laughs> in this space. This is. I'm not here very often. This didn't get to the – Offensive coordinator space, but it... it (laughs) Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. <laughs> it kind of, it almost did. I thought it might, and then I was like, no, we actually agree on this more than we think that we do, but it's fun to, it's fun to sort of mix it up, so... um any any housers uh do you guys want to talk more baseball or should we get into more other things that are bad about about football you mean yeah you want to talk football i what i'm curious about is uh what should i mean it, it was it got so high i was at the first game super fun and then it got so bad so quickly i don't even understand as a fan where my sort of happiness slash panic level should be right now. Is this entire season hinging on Sam fucking Bradford? Yes. Case Keenan That's is terrible. Yes. He's so bad that if Sam Bradford is out, it's over. Like there's right. They're going to win like two right. games. Right. I yes. think it's, it's pretty amazing that, the Vikings last year had uh, a freak injury to their quarterback and had to go out and basically shoot themselves in the foot to get a different quarterback because their backup was so terrible. And this is something that they were roundly criticized for in a number of arenas, not just on our podcast. And so going into this year with Sam Bradford, who's made out of paper mache, they looked. Rick Spielman looked at that and said, you know who we should have? ready to go in case one of Sam Bradford's limbs, all of which have had myriad, uh, myriad problems in the past, in case one of those limbs should go bad. You know who I want sitting on the bench, taking up, taking some warm-up snaps ready to go? Case Keenum. Failed quarterback <laughs> in... I, has he failed in multiple places, or has he just been yes, a general thing? Multiple, yes, multiple, multiple places. He's played on most of the teams. It's he just... he lost the job in Houston to Tom Savage, who lost the job in Week One of this year. Yeah, <laughs> after twelve <laughs> to a, minutes of to a quarterback. I mean, it is one thing to to take a flyer on a young guy where we still have the hope of like it might work out. Everybody on planet Earth knows full well that Case Keenum is a bad quarterback. He's 30 years old. We've got so many years of proof that Case Keenum sucks. There's so much evidence. It's, uh, it's in so recent obvious. memory. When is the last time a 30-year-old journeyman guy fucking figured it out at 30 in the NFL? Vinny Testaverde is the only one I can think of. <laughs> he was the only one. How old was Kurt Warner when he... Came out of. But, yeah, but Warner was, was like league. in different leagues, and there was still for sure some like, hmm, maybe this guy is great because he was like marks, yeah, amazing yeah. in a different league. Sure, this it was. It wasn't like okay. Kurt Warner had been That's terrible fair. for eight years in the NFL, and then it was That's just fair. magical all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. God it, it, damn there, it! There's no examples. Oh, it's just 
how how you could do this two years in a row is <laughs> it's just pure stupidity. And I recognize <laughs> I recognize listeners of the podcast who are rubbing their Rick Spielman bobbleheads right now. I recognize that the backup quarterback is not exactly a position you can excel at. But can we all get together and agree that Case Keenum is not a good enough option? There are better options. Yeah, some of I, whom have the same initials as Case Keenum, as a matter of fact. God, no <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Calvin Klein? It's, uh, yeah. Corey Kluber? That to me, and I totally, I, and I'm, I was just going to say the same thing, John. Like, yeah, I get it. Backup quarterbacks. There are fucking, there are like, think of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. I totally get that. But, God damn it. Like, Kaepernick is just sitting out there waiting for somebody with... And his best asset, I think we can all agree, he's obviously not an amazing quarterback. He's not super accurate, but he's mobile. And when you have a team with a good defense and a shitty offensive line that needs someone to move around, and, you know, a good running back, whatever, like, he's really good fit for the system. We have to watch Case Keenum... I mean, oh god, god damn it! Case I just Ke- don't want to watch him again. I, I honestly don't even want to watch I, the game. I quit watching. They, had, I think they had driven to like Pittsburgh's thirty-yard line, and uh, Pittsburgh just blitzed every down, and he literally ran for his life three straight downs because he had no idea what to do. Just <laughs> ran. He, it was just, and I, I want to say that was their field goal drive. But, I mean, they got, like, to the 30, and then they just dialed up a blitz, and Keenum had no idea, just hadn't, because he's a bad quarterback. He doesn't, can't think on his feet, can't, like, call out, you know, protection schemes or anything like that. He just has, he's he's bad. He's always been bad. He's he's Case Keenum. He's <laughs> bad. He's Case he's, Keenum. You know he's all you need to keep saying is he's Case so, Keenum. Yeah, so I think what they're hoping for is, the, and, and again, the other thing is, they, when they, the report came out. They did an MRI on his Bradford's knee, and they actually couldn't tell anything because it looks like you know when Caroline gets sucked into the closet and Poltergeist, that like weird <laughs> netherworld with all the all the ecto. That is Sam Brad, the inside of Sam Bradford's knee. That's all that's in there is that they can't see a goddamn thing. It's just that it's ectoplasm, and so they don't know what's going on in there. There could be Craig T. Nelson could be in there. Dauber could be in there. Nobody fucking knows, and. And what you're, they're rolling the dice on. Eventually, it's just gonna heal, and he'll be back. Maybe if not this week, next week, and then they've got you know banking on Teddy's evaporated knee being able to recover without any practice at some point after the sixth or seventh week, and that's just that's a hell of a dice roll there, especially. If I mean, you have to think that Spielman and maybe even Zimmer are coaching for their jobs, and they, and that might be why Zimmer is so goddamn angry at I, I you know be. the the media I and everyone else is that I think he's, he's a saint. I think he is acting on restraint. I think because I, this just this is exactly what should happen when you've got two injury prone. Quarterbacks and Case Keenum. I'd be, is... I'd be losing my goddamn mind if I were Zimmer. I'd be, I'd be out there. <laughs> I grab Nick Easton by the fucking face mask. I'd say this, and I'd point up at the fucking television booth, and I'd say, "This is what we cut fucking Alex Boone for. This right fucking Nick fucking Easton. This guy right fucking. Did you see what he just did? Did you see that goddamn play? I'd be right there. 
the 50 fucking yard line, right? screaming at the top of my lungs at the TV. Listen to me. I grabbed the ref's mic so that everybody in the stadium could hear. Look at this motherfucker, Nick Easton. This is what we cut Alex Boone for. Alex Boone was shit, but he wasn't Nick Easton. I think Zimmer is acting with a lot of restraint. God, you love him. You love him so much. But they have to they have to assume that yeah, their jobs could be on the line if this goes if this goes sideways. And obviously it's they're one and one, they could potentially be fine, but uh I'm more upset that when we find out that Bradford can't play and Keenum is going to play, that I basically just don't even want to watch the game. I have no interest. Selfishly it's like, oh well there goes three hours of fun. Yeah. Uh, down the drain. I don't want to. Yeah, it's like they, the Monday night game was legitimately fun. Bradford was fun to watch. I was texting with Clarence about this is the best Sam Bradford has looked in his entire mm-hmm. life. Incredible. He was dropping things. He was he was he looked great. Yeah. He had time, and when, when he got rushed, he like made the right call. He was able to sidestep a couple of pass rushes. He looked great, and it just all went away. It was just like it looks like that game didn't even happen. It like happened in an alternate universe. I yeah. I I don't remember. I may have dreamed it. This may have been. It may have been a Twin Peaks episode. I don't know that it happened. Vikings could play the worst defense in the league every week. Yep. They probably would be okay. Yeah, they'd win mm-hmm. decently yeah. handily. You know, when yeah. when we traded for Bradford, I think we were sort of like, yeah, I somewhat get it, but what the fuck is a you know big price to pay, and this guy's not very good. And why why are all these broadcasters, announcers, other coaches, whatever, always uh, uh, jerking this dude off? Right? That game was why we are going to in the future. He's going to go on some other team, and their fans are going to be like, oh, this guy sucks. He'd be like, yeah, man, but when he's on, it's. It's pretty great. It's pretty cool when it's when he's on. It's fucking awesome to whatever, and it happens. You know, yeah, it happens three times a decade that he's got games like that, and we saw it, and now it's over. I don't know. You have to think that Spielman is thinking either uh, Bradford's knee is better than we think as it is right now as fans. It's not. Which. And then the other one, which is completely, I think Stu just mentioned it, is like that Teddy's going to come back soon. That's insane. There, there is no yeah, I mean, third he, option. No. Yeah, I mean, if he comes back this year, it's not going to be until like, you know, probably close to Thanksgiving. He's going to have to actually get in shape and practice. He isn't just going to walk in and play quarterback. It's just not, not going to happen. He's not Cutler. No, he's no Cutler. He's no Cutler. Who had the worst, the worst Hail Mary since Chris Ponder. If you, in case you didn't see it, it, like, it landed at the 15-yard line and like 20 yards out of bounds. Yeah, it, was, it was one of the best. He should have had a cigarette in his mouth when he threw it. Well, I think he was like trying to throw it away, but for some reason was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it away, but in a way that sort of looks like a Hail Mary. I don't know if he's just fucking with people or why he did that, but that was... It's a fun clip. That was gorgeous. It was a fun clip. Uh, well, maybe we can be sad that we have to watch Case Keenum rather than Colin Kaepernick. And the good, the good thing about that is um, that maybe Spielman will be fired sooner. I if- I think it's yeah. I mean, if it goes south here, I think I that is that was my. We had our online 
sportive uh, preview, Vikings mm-hmm. preview. Mm-hmm. And that was my bold prediction is that he's done after this year. I think I think Kingdom's going to start more than a few games here. I think it's going to go badly. The schedule gets tougher in the second half of the year, regardless of who's playing quarterback. And someone's going to hang for it, and I think it'll be Spielman. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, they're I'm not saying that to make. I'm not saying that to give Clarence a boner. I'm. I really do think that's that's a thing that'll happen. You I know, think Zim is safe. Is, is really good, but they're not like Broncos two years ago that dragged Peyton no. Manning. In you know what I mean? Like they can't drag Case Keenum to the Super Bowl. No. So and they've got soft has, spots. Yeah. The the secondary still can be taken advantage of. And I uh, then they'll get worn out. Obviously, they got worn out last year trying to, you know, compensate for the offense. So I, I, but I don't think they're going to hold Zimmer responsible for that. I think, I think Spielman has the bullseye on him. I could be entirely wrong. I'm wrong all the time on this podcast. There's a record of it. Wade has it, but <laughs> I do think that's the case this season. And I was right about Buxton, so I at least have that going for me. Mm-hmm. That's right. We stopped that MVP watch right when it got to be less funny. Yes. Done with that. So <laughs> panic. The My original question was going to be, what should my panic level be? If zero was like 98 Vikings and 10 is, uh, we'll fire everybody, obviously. Uh, I don't even know what the, the biggest panic level would be for Vikings in recent history. There's been so many. I things. think right now... Right now, it should be the guy sitting at the Chernobyl office, wondering why all these uh, needles are in the red. That's, I think, where the Vikings' panic level should be. Wow. Chernobyl is where I would put them, yes. You got there in a hurry, right? Because after week one, probably felt pretty good. Yeah, I felt great. I was like, oh, this will be that might be a more fun team to watch. Might Maybe they'll sneak into the playoffs. That would be kind of cool. Um, Calvin Duke but, looks good. Yeah, it's all, it's, yeah but I'm... It's it's gone. Every every positive thought I had about the team is gone. <laughs> All that's left is a band of gold. <laughs> it's it's gone. All that's wow. left of the dreams I hold. Uh, Jonathan, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. John, is your panic level Chernobyl red light blinking? Uh, my panic level is. This is, it's not really a panic level because I expected nothing out of this year's Vikings. Oh, okay. And anyone who did expect something out of this year's Vikings is a crazy person. So I I, I can't say that I'm panicking or even necessarily angry. I'm just, I'm just waiting for the next thing. That makes me, that's good. That makes me feel, so, I want to be, I want to be where you're at. Like, John, you let me ask you this. When, so let's say that Stu's prediction comes true and Spielman is let go. Right. Uh, John, you'll be happy, right? I mean, you'll be happy that the team's moving in a, in a new direction. And let me, let me run something by you. One of the hot names in the up-and-coming GM whisper oh, no. circles. Oh, no. It's a, it's a young man by the name of Elliot Wolf, does that name mean anything to you? 
Um, it means nothing to me. Ellie Dubs. So you go on to articles and say, okay, who's next in line? Who's who's been interviewing? Who's kind of the next up and coming hot GM candidate? Elliot Wolf is who I think they will end up hiring because it's the Minnesota Vikings. He's the son of Ron Wolf, former Packers GM. Oh no. Elliot no Wolf is the current like scouting director for the Packers. No way, they're not gonna hire this guy. Yep. Yeah. Mother of hell. That's he's thirty five years old. He's like but he's a boy genius. But boy that's geniuses are not an NFL thing. You think that's gonna become an NFL thing now too? It's gonna be yes, that is going to be an NFL thing. It's already creeping in. We're already getting some youngsters in there. It's creeping. It's coming. Sean McVay, millennial coach. It's coming. We're we're big on PJ Fleck. We love the boy geniuses. This town there's an, there's a new cycle of youngsters Packers coming in. Lifer, Elliot Wolf, his old man is in the fucking Packers Hall of Fame. They won't. They're they wouldn't. To. It's coming. We're going to be happy. They could like. A half a minute. It's going to be just like this week. It's going to be just like the Vikings this week one, happy. And like half an hour later, Sam Bradford is dead. That's what's going to happen. So just brace yourself for this. Just brace yourself. No, they they can't hire Packers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But- I think Ziggy's going to... Doesn't Ziggy, like, he's an East Coast guy, right? Doesn't he have connections with some, like, a like a Parcells or something? Parcells, yeah. Parcells loves Ron Wolf. Now you got a Parcells-Ron Wolf connection. You are in a room right now with a wall got that's got string <laughs> yarn. Yep. I got the tacks. Push pins. The yarn. It's coming. <laughs> Just I'm, ta- I'm What I'm doing is bracing you people. I'm You've got, like... You grew out your uh, Fu Manchu, didn't you? I know I've seen that before. You can grow an amazing Fu Manchu. You got a you got a cigarette that you haven't ashed in an hour and a half. Now look at just... let's look at the sky over Teddy. Here's a picture of Teddy seconds before his knee buckled. Look at the sky. What do you see in the sky? Do you see those chemtrails? Do you people see them? Wake up, wake up, sheeple. Uh. Okay, well, I I don't know how you people don't see this. It's so obvious. Well, if that uh, if that happens, boy, I will I will I, I will revisit this boy geniuses were wrong argument you've been trying to make. That's if my, you think the Wills give a shit about the Packers connection, they fucking they brought in Favre. They don't give a shit. It just seems like I feel like for some reason I feel like the wolves the wolves are like uh, traditionalists in a way. Maybe it's because yeah. Zimmer is uh, you know eighty eight years old or whatever um, that they would hire like some sort of like guy's been around a billion years type thing. It's probably not right, Elliot but... Wolf. They'll justify it them in their heads because he grew up in football, so it's like he has thirty five years of experience. Yeah, this guy's been because living and breathing around the game. Yeah, that's how they'll do it. That's how they'll do it. I get where you're going, but in their heads, they're going to j- talk themselves into it by saying he's been around it his whole life. It's like he has 35 years experience. It's like he's 80. It's like he's 80. 
Um, He's an old 35. So here's the thing. You have two things that you're very passionate about. One, uh, Rick Spielman should be uh, in Guantanamo, right? Yep. Uh, and two, mm. all Guantanamo Wisconsin people thing. are spies. Mm-hmm. So where do you mm-hmm. land on this thing? Like you're solving one problem, but then you've got another. Are you okay? Are you okay with that thing happens? Your your conspiracy? No, Brandon. You, I, I think you see it as all problems have a solution. Mm. This may simply be a problem that doesn't have a solution. There may not be a way out of this. They couldn't possibly hire a competent general manager. Is what you're saying? No, I'm saying that they won't. That this is what's going to happen. It's unavoidable. It's written in the stars. Yeah, if you, you can use that expression. Thank you. I will. It's written in the chemtrails. <laughs> <laughs> written. In and speaking of things you can see from the sky, what about those wolves' uniforms, Brandon? Ooh, nice Hi-oh. transition. Someone's ready for bed. Someone's ready to just get through that third <laughs> topic. Uh, okay, well, uh, in the green room, Clarence said he wanted to talk about the Wolves' uniforms. I do not want to talk about them, but... Uh, what, what's... <laughs> fashion, they are fashion expert and our biggest Wolves fan. Well, I don't know if you're the biggest. You and John. Anyways, a giant Wolves fan. Yep. This has to be difficult it's tough. for you. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's rough. I'm a noted color hater in general, so to have one of the most striking, <laughs> bright colors, that's that stings. Yeah. And what if I told you in February, I would say, Brandon, but before the beginning of next season, the Timberwolves are going to trade Ricky mm-hmm. no. and have the worst uniforms in the league. <laughs> At You'd the like, same time, these two things will happen. Your, Enough with the trolling. All right, I, we yeah. get it. You uh, try to drum this shit up. Yeah, Th- that'll never happen. Right. Just knock it off. And I'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, you're right. I took it a little too far." Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing: they're I I don't think they're going to wear them very often. I hope to God. I mean, their regular ones are fine. So you can see I'm already grabbing at straws here. That's, and I'm not even addressing your first point. Um, no, I know you're going right past it, but you're yeah. hurting, and I'm not going to keep pushing it. I'm hurting, but I'm also very excited. They had the seventh uh, ESPN came out today. They are, they are, again, this is a this is a thing that, okay, so let's remember, commit this to memory. Episode 224 is the time that I said the Wolves were going to be okay, because then you can come back and listen to it. 59 minutes of episode 224. But uh, – the ESPN analytics guys came out and said we were the seventh best team in the NBA. Or going to be the seventh best team. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting, right? I'm excited. I, I trust the analytics guys. You know this about me. I'm not emotional. This is going to be such a disaster. Okay. Again, episode 224. I hope you're writing this down on your notebook. 59 Wait, minutes make in. Make a note. And you say, oh, well, episode 24 was recorded on September 20th. Of course, I'm going to be mentioning it a bunch other episodes after this. But you can say <laughs> nope. this is the start. He actually, on September 20th, was already talking about that they're going to be good this season. And that's how pathetic Brandon is. So I just want to let you guys know you can, you can have that in the future. But uh, I obviously don't think they're going to be the seventh best team. That's crazy. But um, I'm still pretty excited. 
And if they I aren't, can't believe it. Okay. yeah. <laughs> you know who would have looked good in those jerseys? Ricky Rubio. You know he'd look good God, if you man, wrapped him nice. in just my son's my. turds, who just shits all over the place nowadays because he's potty trained. <laughs> he would still look good if you wrapped him in the rug that my kid had shit on. So much I love. Oh, Rick. this is going to be so sad. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, he's in with the wolves. It's going to be. There's so much expectations when they crash into the side of a fucking mountain and yeah. start eating each other like it's that movie <laughs> Alive with yes. the soccer team. Yeah. Why is Ethan Hawke on the Timberwolves? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so much. I will fun. say on record right now, uh-huh. my my expectations are an eight seed in the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, I will be sad. If they make the playoffs, that's that's good for me. Because our Marty little our within. sweet boy Carl Anthony Towns is so young that even in the playoffs at this age is is a good is a good. I'm thing. looking at the podcast chart here at the actual. It took you 47 seconds to go from seventh best team in the league. No, to no, okay. <laughs> be okay with them finishing. With no, the I said I didn't believe that, but it's fun to it's fun to see. I don't. I so I mean it that's took 47 that's seconds. A very. So I understand why, where they're getting all that information because they just have like this guy adds five spots. points to the. Whatever, but you know basketball's chemistry sort of deal. So it's there's limitations to to. I think there's probably some limitations to some of that. So my opinion is they're hopefully going to be like the thirteenth best team in the league, and that'll be an eight seed. Episode two twenty four, one hour in is when I first started getting into it. I just wanted you guys to keep that in mind. And one hour and one minute and 47 seconds. <laughs> you backtracked off it already and yeah. dropped them by five spots. Six yeah. spots, excuse me. That, uh, so yeah, by the end of the is, podcast, you'll have them as a lottery pick. It's not, Yeah, this is my first rodeo. You can tell I've been hurt before. I've been hurt <laughs> so much. Uh, Clarence, right. yep. before we go, Clarence, I want to ask you, I have... I have one question, but it has a statement that comes before it. The Wild, without needing to, he wasn't a free agent or anything. Mm-hmm. The Wild went out and signed mm-hmm. Miko Koivu to mm-hmm. a two-year contract extension. Mm-hmm. And my question is this. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I I was, when that extension was announced, I was mired deep in the boy genius morass. Just, I was right in the middle of that thing. And I, it just, I never quite got my a handle on it. I I still haven't wrapped my brain around it, John, that it actually happened. I just did not see that coming. Everybody Mm-mm. for the last two years it's been like, well, be this Koivu contract, oh, I still got three years left to go, but they'll finally be out from under that after the twenty eighteen mm-hmm. season. And then just Reno, I mean part of this is because Michael Russo left and went to the internet rather than writing for the newspaper anymore, which mm-hmm. again We'll pour out a Starbucks coffee in the gutter for that one. But <laughs> so I just had no sense this was coming and then just sort of buried in the paper. It was like, oh, yeah, and the wild sign Miko Koivu to a two year contract extension. And it was, you know, you can just you, you, my brain just made the record scratch sound like, wait, what? Why I, did they do that? He's so don't old. know why they continuously want to hamstring themselves with... It's like right. they want to hamstring themselves with con, bad contracts. like, Or with just, let's say, just long-term contracts. 
it's like he's challenging himself. I don't. Yeah. It's like he's taking the stickers off the Rubik's cube. Like what? <laughs> no. Don't leave them on. It's not that you're making it harder. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a pretty good comparison. I just. I I was flabbergasted to see that, and like I say, maybe all of the the real puck guys were really dug in and thinking, "Boy, this is this has got to happen." Chuck Fletcher's really working hard to get a well, deal so done with Miku Koivu, but the was behind the scenes kind of... thing was that Koivu said, "I'm not going to negotiate during the season. So either sign me before the season starts, and that that's coming quick, or I'm going to be a free agent after the season, and then I'll test the market, and you may lose me." Oh well, my yeah, I, that's my yeah. My point would be boy. centers <laughs> coming up. Oh no, not that anything. But anything that. but that. Yeah, here's yeah. U-Haul gives you three boxes, Nico. Um, a forty-four-year-old center on the market. He still my nice beating heart. Is yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure Arizona would love to have you. That's kind of where everybody goes, and right. You know, you probably go from a three handicap to a one down there. So <laughs> all the best to you. But I, I don't know what they're. I just thought Fletcher likes ha- challenge. That's all I can think of is that he just keeps continually hamstringing himself with long term contracts. Yeah. What can, think, think, what can I do? What can I do to make this terrible? He'd re- this, like every summer he's got to weasel his easy. way out of another long term contract. You'd think it by some point he'd go. At some point he'd say to himself, "Wait a second. How do I keep? It's like the guy that just keeps having more kids. There's, it's not. There's a reason why you keep having. It's not an accident, unless you're fucking Mary Magdalene. Magdalene, you're stupid. Just stop that. Read a book or something. That's why you're having more kids. Stop signing long-term contracts to well, old players. Well, you you like to give GMs shit that do anything they can to like elongate their job. You know, like keep their job. Is this potentially like this is the thing that's kept me employed for a while? We haven't been amazing, but I'm like still got a job, still doing all right. Might as well kind of keep trucking on this path. <laughs> so it's what I've always done. So I'm going to keep doing it, even though we've had moderate to little success. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be it. I mean, he can't be like. You know, I'm bored. I don't know. I'm bored uh, losing in the first round. So boring. Like if it were three million or two and a half or something, I could see him maybe saying, "Hey, that's a pre- actually a, a good number. Yeah, let's lock him up at that." It's but five and a half isn't like, "Hey, this no. is some hometown discount." It's I. I don't get it. They they already have. I mean. Zach Parisi signed through 2025, and now he's having back problems. I, I think he probably sat at too many high top tables. That's probably the reason behind that. But no, he's got I, good posture. He loves high tops. He has he has eight eight more years to go on his contract with back problems. So when you talk about when you talk about contracts that are going to doom the franchise, Koivu's barely cracking the top three at this point. But it, I just no, I, that's it's true. so unnecessary. It's, it's just, just he just got out of it. He just made arguably a, a bad trade. I don't know that it was for Pom, of Pominville because of the contract situation. I mean, it, you'd think that Vanek was the year before. I didn't hate Vanek, but he got rid no. of him. 
You'd think at some point he would say to himself. Yeah, they're finally done paying Mark Parrish. That buyout lasted about seven years. <laughs> All right, let's dive back in. I don't know, John. They had to trade Jason Pominville for two guys who've never been in the pros before. One of whom he signed to an extension, so he signed to an extension. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Four years. That might that really got lost. Yeah. Four years. Marcus Marcus Foligno. Well, when you get him when you get him on the roster and you get him in the room, you got to take every opportunity you can get to buy out years thir- age thirty one through age thirty five on his deal. Because guys who score seven goals in their best yeah. tools, they're hard to find. Fists. Yeah, those guys are not around. I don't know where you're going to get fourth line left wings in this league. Every diner in fucking Alberta has got seventeen of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, what do we think? Have we uh, enough of a group therapy session for this? I feel better, round? man. We didn't even get to like go for football or well, go that's, for hockey. See it, start you see, that's soon, that's uh, that. that's where I'm going to come in handy, guys, because we can let the listeners know that tomorrow night, provided his plane lands, myself and friend of the program Josh Fiedler will be doing a second sportive this week to make up for our. Uh, Two week absence prior to this. So, what do you yeah. talk about? What's um, he, well, he, he, um, he is a uh, unapologetic Johnny. So we'll be previewing the the Tommy Johnny game at Target Field this week. Whoa! Our, what? Yeah, come on, for back. real. Uh, yeah, um, we'll do that. We'll have that three. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have two Angels games and another Twin game to uh, gnash our teeth over. So we can do a little uh, follow up on the Twins. We probably should talk about Row the Boat since he actually, Josh, does uh, color uh, for high school football and high school and college are the same thing. So um, yeah. that'll probably be what we uh, end up covering. If there's anything else you guys want me to get to, I can bring it up in group. Are we are we allowed to call in to this podcast or will it just be you and Oh, me? Jesus. So um, hit, hit me with the ad I, I, I'll get I'll, the landline to the farmhouse. I'll see I'll see how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it might just go out to the, it might go out to the barn. So you might want to be careful about patch, that. Can we patch that into the internet somehow? Give us the barn line if you can. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, I would love to hear Josh's... Josh is a Vikings guy, right? I'd love to hear his thoughts yeah. on... Mm-hmm. If oh, you yeah. could talk us off the ledge about Case Keenum, that would be great. Sure. And then if I he can... could help us define the word wrong, like if he like just a definition, <laughs> put that to bed. I hope we'll it takes that. Time. We, we couldn't get through it in this one, so I just feel like a good follow up is to finish yeah. that. I it's hope he takes thirty eight minutes on it. He's so <laughs> pra- he's a very pragmatic man. See, I see. hope he buries we'll you on, on wrong. I hope <laughs> he buries you on the. Wolves fast pitch softball looking uniforms. The fucking, <laughs> I am yeah. not sticking up for those things. Those are horseshit. I hate them so no, much. They're yours. No, you love Tibbs. <laughs> well, and I, you, you've hitched yourself to the Tibbs you bandwagon. Tibbs designed you these. Hate Tibbs Ricky. was uh, you Tibbs hate was working Ricky on the... and you love the things that look like a fast pitch softball. You love fucking Andre Agassi, nineteen eighty seven, U.S. Open. Yeah, and I and I totally appreciate when guys are, and I I feel like a lot of our friends are like, hey, the kids are gonna love these. It's like, okay, totally fine that kids will love them, but I still have to fucking watch them. Like, just have those for sale in youth sizes. That's great. Then we both. I hope that the Utah Jazz have just come out with the best uniforms in the NBA. Me too. I'm gonna buy one. I already got a Rubio Wolves jersey. Fire. 
And no, you can't. You're a Tibbs fan. You don't get two. You, you don't gonna, get two. You I'm a bachelor. love Tibbs. I'm a sports bachelor. No, you're not. I am. You lit <laughs> at the nadir, at the base of... I mean, nobody was a Wolves fan in the world. Nobody. Yep. You hosted a Wolves podcast. While also loving you are the a Sixers. Wolves fan. You love Tibbs. I you do. Hate Ricky. <laughs> you love the Agassi uniform. I hey Clarence. Um, I'm going to buy the NBA package this year, uh, so I can watch my friend on. Rick Rubio. Uh. Can you commit to one evening this year on a Friday night or Saturday night nope, to come I'm over out. to the house and <laughs> no, watch a Utah happen. Jazz game with me? I'll this supply the beer. I will, uh, I will remove no. all seafood uh, products from the house. <laughs> no. I won't have any white rice at all. I'll make us steaks, <laughs> whatever you want. Me, you, free beer, steaks, Rubio. Come on. Me, I'm out. I You're can't out? You can't no. make it. Busy? No. no. Utah Jazz, that's a deal breaker. Busy that night. Damn. I thought I'd get you with the stakes. You, no, you had me. I was there. I was listening. Mm-hmm. Just about to reel you in, and then I mentioned the, then I mentioned the NBA part. The, the NBA. Well, you could, like, like how I watch TV with my kid, like I would watch the game, and then you could have, like, a tablet next to me. Just sit on the couch and watch a, <laughs> <laughs> on the Amazon Kindle Fire, like the kid's version, watch a hockey yeah. game. That'd be fun. Clarence, what kind of porn even is that? I don't think I've ever even heard of anything like that. That's incredible. Oh, boy. All right, that's enough. I mean, that's just enough. What do you think? Should we should press stop? I think we can yeah, probably yeah. stop. Let's do a shout out to our uh, the only meteorologist who listens to this show. Matt Brickman has, I think, pleurisy and a one hundred and three degree fever. So, oh um, man! And then he got he got dragged online by a woman named Brenda for wearing a Pee Wee Herman suit on the <laughs> morning news. So it's been a it's been a rough stretch for Matt. So and I know he listens to the show. So Matt, uh, you're our guy. Hope you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. Sorry, got to work with the Russia, and that's all we got. Yeah. So you're my. You'll be getting Matt. a phone call from Mookie Bets, like you've always hoped. Yes. <laughs> Love you. Love you, Matt. Okay. Love you, Matt. Bye, everybody. Already. Later. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.